1: Terms and conditions
2: apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, tirerack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to tirerack.com sports tireright.com sweet tire buying should be This is great to have Eric Snow on because we were talking about that Sixers team and how in many ways it it mirrored um, the Heat team this year, right? We've seen this in these guys, just junkyard dog defenders with one guy who gets to take all the shots. Anyway, Eric Snow, he also hosts Believe in 76ers podcast. Of course, he was on that NBA Finals uh, team with the 76ers that played against the Lakers. Uh, That's when, of course, Ty Lue got stepped over by Allen Iverson. Eric Snow joins us. Eric, how are you? I'm doing terrific, how are you all doing? Good, good good to catch up. Um, let, let's let start with the, do you, like as a guy who actually played in this league, as a guy who's been through the wars, played in the NBA final, like self-made player, do you get caught up in the all-time rankings that you see so many in the media throughout?
5: <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I, I think that it's it's good to kind of have, you know, the... "Quote unquote barbershop conversations," that, you know, people in backyard talks. Um, but I don't, I don't put any meaning into it. I just think there's a lot of great players, a lot of terrific players, and and, and the whole ranking thing um, is to me is irrelevant. I mean, it, it really does. It makes no sense. It really doesn't have anything to do with um, guys playing. <laughs>
2: Uh, you're 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 preaching to the choir here. Let, let's let's get to let's get to the Warriors. Um, obviously, the style is so different from how anybody plays in the NBA. But as a guy who was an unbelievable defender and leader, uh, what are your thoughts on Steph Curry and this thought that he has to win a Finals MVP to solidify maybe not rankings but his stat- stature as one of the all-time greats?
5: Uh. Um, I don't. I don't think he has to do that. I mean, I think that it, the people that are making that comment, it's obviously whomever they're comparing him to probably have already done that. Right. So it's a need for them to kind of validate their feelings. Well, I think that's just more of an individual or people looking to validate the, themselves. Um, I think what he's done for the game of basketball and the way he's played, um, he has a legacy of his own. And to me, it's about creating the legacy of your own, and he's done that. Um, he's been very successful and continues to be successful. So I think he's done more than enough. He's a top 75 player of all time. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. So I don't think that he needs to do anything else from a, to get a trophy to determine you know his legacy anymore.
2: How do you think they match up with the Celtics?
5: I think I mean, it's interesting. I think I've seen a lot of people that just think that it's... Maybe they just, you know, go by the odds and think that it's they're just going to roll I, I think the Celtics match up really well. Personally, um, if you look, they have, you know, two guys that can score the ball, main, um, their main guys. Um, they have terrific role players that fit their role and play it well. Um, they can match them with size. They can go bigger. They can go smaller. Um, and and they their their depth isn't. They don't go deep into their bench, but their top seven. Um, I think can go go head-to-head head with anybody. Um, Golden State um, obviously is a really good team. But if you look, to me, if you look one through seven, I don't see much of a difference. I just think that, you know, they have that, you know, Golden State has that championship, you know, players that have been there. So it's really the inexperience with Boston that and the younger players that people are looking at. But if you look at for me, from a talent standpoint, one through seven, I, I don't see that much of a difference.
2: What about the, the level of fatigue? they played something like 50, 23 games in 52 days. They had to play you know, game six and game seven. Um, in regards to the level of fatigue, how much do you think, and they're only playing, they played seven guys, they'll play uh, Pritchard, I'm sure, early in this series. How, how much do you believe fatigue will play a factor in, in the finals?
5: Um, I would say when I was playing, I think it would matter more. Um, but now, uh, I think it matters maybe during the game, but but not really because they have so many days off in between. I mean, they play. You know, I believe they play. You know, they play Thursday. They going to play again until Sunday. So I, I think the days in between kind of helps with that. Um, whereas in the past, you kind of you know those games were coming to me faster, but those gaps. I mean, you can heal. You get two days off. You're not going to practice very much, so it's just two days off or three days off to play one game. I, I think that the teams right now can manage it for what's at stake.
2: Okay, let's. L- the Celtics were a team that they were below 500 January 21st. January 21st. Mm-hmm. You got to give credit to Ime, but you also I think give some credit to Marcus Smart, who had, he called out his teammates. But what what is it? Like you cover this league, you played in it, you know it. What changed from your perspective about the Celtics that's allowed them to be so uh, so successful here in the postseason?
5: I think some of it was there. I think what Ime was kind of preaching, he was probably preaching. I'm sure he was preaching that from the beginning, and you know, Marcus kind of calling them out publicly helped. But I think. When and All things kind of fell in place when 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 they started winning and then they started saying, oh, this formula does work. So I think when they started winning and it continued to improve, um, you have guys kind of buy in and kind of take part in continuing that path. But the winning helped. I mean, you know, if people are – you can talk all you want, but if you say let's do this and it's not working, pretty soon guys are just going to tune you out. But the, the the fact that they kind of bought in and they started winning, kind of changed things for them. And obviously, you start seeing the energy, um, and I think that that helped them when they have faced situations when they were down. You know, that big Game Six win. To me, that's still their biggest win: is that Game Six win in Milwaukee um, when when things didn't really go their way.
2: No, no, no question about it. Um, in terms of the Warriors, how do you guard that? Right. It's it's so different from every, everyone else. You got to worry about ball screens and and switches. They're kind of in perpetual motion. Uh, obviously, Marcus Smart's a plus defender. Um, you know, they have two different bigs. Robert Williams, an unbelievable defender at the rim. But how do you guard the way in which they play? I
5: mean, that's the, the, one, the
2: one great thing to me about Stephen Curry is his ability to shoot
5: the ball, shoot the three off the dribble, and t- to be able to have a huge impact without the basketball. Right. Um, but in addition to that, it's been Draymond Green's ability to initiate play for them at that position where you don't have many guys that can pressure Draymond and then stay in front of him at that size that's where I think Boston's different. That's where I think what Boston has a Al Horford or a Grant Williams that can pressure Draymond and stay in front of him. Um, so, so that's one way I think you can do it. You can kind of make those entry passes harder. Um, so that would give defense the time to adjust or catch up. And those guys aren't getting clean shot. And I think the other thing you have to do um, against Golden State that I don't think people talk about enough is, preventing transition baskets those easy baskets end up being better threes or easier threes or transition threes is where they kind of hurt you so your offense has to be pretty good and getting defensive balance and taking care of the basketball i think those are ways that kind of help you kind of manage the game and kind of keep those guys somewhat under control because we all know they can score the basket
2: Eric Snow joining us, Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, of course, played in the NBA finals and started with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I did want to ask you about the Lakers. They're trying to figure out what to do with Russell Westbrook. And I know the league has changed, but I mean look, look, dude, you were a guy who was able to have a long and super successful NBA career without a three-point shot. That wasn't what you did. How hard yeah. is it how hard is it going to be in this NBA at his age to, to find a place for him when he's used to dominating the ball and he can't with those guys, but he also doesn't provide the space that they need because of the lack of shooting.
5: Yeah, I mean, I I, I, it's, I think that the issue that we're saying that Russ had isn't an issue that we kind of felt he developed when he got to L.A. Um, it's, it's, If you're getting the Russell Westbrook, you kind of know what you're getting. So I was surprised... When they got him, not not when they got him, but how they used him. Um, so how, how, would, you, like, how would you how would you use you, him? You, how would you use him? Well, I think he has to he has to be your primary ball handler.
2: Okay, but you I have LeBron. You have, to, you have
5: LeBron James. Yes, LeBron James is your your primary playmaker, but not necessarily your primary ball handler. Okay. So you know it's different when LeBron James bring the ball up the court, and then you just stick Russell on the wing. I'm saying you got to have him initiate the offense. He can make a play, make a drive, hit, action. The guy's going to play him. And then by that time the shot clock's going down, you've initiated your offense. You've taken the ball from side to side where defense has to play. They don't know where the shot's coming from. You bring LeBron James from the bottom. Now, all of a sudden, the defense can't key in from him because they don't all see him. So if he catches on the wing, now, all of a sudden, the defense has to adjust Russ can dive, and he can can end up in that same position that he ended up in before, but you're not just leaving him wide open with 15 seconds on the shot clock. That's the difference when he's an initial ball handler versus just standing over in the corner when they can just leave him early in the clock, and now you're just throwing it to him, and now he has to take a wide open shot early in the shot clock.
2: Would you keep him?
5: Would I keep him? Um, I would keep him because of his contract. Yes, he has one year left. Yeah, out of necessity, not a desire. I think I think it, I think he brings value, his contract brings value in making the decision. I wouldn't do it just to say, "Hey, we got to get rid of him." I would do it based on it being uh, a, a good um, salary cap or financial decision for me. That to me, for for me, when I seen them getting him, I thought it was I thought that's what it was for. Eventually, he's going to be a free agent. and You could use that salary to go. Get some younger guys, and now you can improve the team, and you can decide, where well, LeBron's going to decide what he's going to do. Are you going to build around AD? How are you going to change your team? That's what I thought the move was initially for going into the future because he's towards the end of that contract. Former Philadelphia. That...
2: Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, let, let, me, let, let me ask you uh, quickly. All right, James Harden, you do the Believe yeah. in 76ers podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're Elton Brand, what do you do with James Harden? I think you pay them. I think it comes down to how much.
5: I think you. I think you got to have a limit. I think you do. You do have to have a limit um, because I think that um, you you have a. I believe the Sixers have a smaller window than maybe other people do with Joel and his history of injuries. I, I just don't think the. I think they have a window, but I don't think it's a very big one.
2: So, so what? What is that? Obviously, every, there's there's room in between paying him very little and paying him everything. Mm-hmm. W- what is what is that to you? What is that? And and does and does Harden do that? Right? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at James' numbers, James put up really good numbers. He put up
5: numbers that that if the Sixers were to win the championship this year, he put those numbers up. He would have had a substantial payday. But I think it comes down to um, what the expectations are for him. So is is twenty two ten and eight? What is that? Is that like like we're making it seem like that's nothing? That's really good. Those are really good numbers. But what are we basing it on? Are we basing it on his his stats? Are we basing it on um, we want what he want what we want him to do in the playoffs? Is he our number two option? Is he number three option? That, that's what I'm saying because you have Tobias Harris there also. So if Tobias is number two and he's the number three? I I don't know in the eyes of Sixers' management how they view him. I'm speaking of kind of what I see, but I don't know how they view him, James, at this stage of his career.
2: Eric Snow, check out the Believe in 76ers podcast. He does a great job with it. Eric, awesome stuff. Really appreciate you joining us. Look forward to talking to you again real soon. terms and conditions apply you've put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive touring tires for commuter comfort performance tires for sporting handling all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure go to tyrac.com to get started not sure where to begin use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation the right tires for how what and where you drive choose from a full line of bridgestone tires fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/sports tirerack.com. The way tire buying should be. T.J. Shonzada joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um Hoosh, let's let's start where your your heart really is. What do you think of the Lakers hire?
6: Well, I mean, from from our reports, it seemed like as if that's what they wanted. I, I like the fact that he's a former player. He's been an assistant a long time. He's been with a coach and a team that they value defense. A lot of games, and we in every sport, defense is going to win it for you. And, and so, I like the hire. He, he's going to have to be stern, and he's going to have to mean what he's saying, say what he means. You, you're coaching grown men, but they, they got to respect you.
2: Do you think they should keep Russell Westbrook?
6: It depends on uh, what you can get for him. You just don't give him away. If I'm watching Colin Coward's show uh I believe it was yesterday. If you can get Kyrie Irving, I love Russell Westbrook, but he got to go. <laughs> and, and so
2: why, if, why would the Nets give up Kyrie Irving for Russell Westbrook?
6: If he's not available, the I mean, he missed so many games cuz he didn't want to get vaccinated and if you can't be there like when you play on a team, Douglas It's always about the team, and it's about you as well. Let's not get – you know, everybody says, oh, it's always we before me. But if you're a top player and me is doing good, that means we will be doing good. We will be playing well. And so he's just not available. If they're not going to give him a max extension – That's going to create problems. That's going to cause problems. So he's probably not going to want to play, and he's not going to play the way he should play. And so you eliminate the distraction. Russell Westbrook has played with Durant. He's had success with Durant. Will Durant want it? I don't know. But Russell Westbrook could play. Vogel didn't want him, and so he probably saw that animosity towards him, and it just didn't. It didn't work out the way many expected it to. But if you can get Kyler Everett, I love Russell Westbrook, but he got to go.
2: No no question about it. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. How big a deal is it when quarterbacks miss OTAs?
6: You're the quarterback. It, to me, it's a huge deal. And everybody, oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. And they know it is. When, when a quarterback isn't there and he's a leader of the team, um, don't try to have him lead... When the season starts, because for sure, guys in the locker room talking about him. I don't give a damn if it's Aaron Rodgers. They talking about him, Brian, even here. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. They, they talking about him, and they know they are. And everybody knows they are. And so we're, we're, let's specifically talk Aaron Rodgers. You have a whole new receiving core. technically. You don't have any starters returning from last year. You need to be there. He knows he needs to be there. LaFleur knows he needs to be there. The players in the locker room that are at OTA, they talking about him. It, it, to me, all quarterbacks need to be there because too much is given, much is required, and you're required to be there when you're the quarterback of a team and they expect you to be a leader.
2: Uh, what's the right number for Debo Samuel? Ooh,
6: Doug, that's tricky, man. If I'm, a, if I'm the 49ers and – I'm, I want to make a fair deal for both sides. i try to give him similar to what A.J. Brown got. I believe that's fair for both sides. Um, I don't. He had a fantastic year, first-team All-Pro. But I don't know many people, when you say name the top receivers in football, you're going to name four or five or six, maybe seven, before you get to Debo. Debo's a hell of a football player. But you're going to name Devontae Adams. You're going to name Stephon Diggs. You're going to name DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to name Tyreek Hill. You're going to name Cooper Cup It's Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. So you're going to name guys before him. There's no disrespect to Debo. But to me, it's around what A.J. Brown got from Philadelphia. That, that that sound fair to you?
2: Um, I mean, I think that the Eagles massively overpaid A.J. Brown. I, I guess the issue is a couple of – like, one, he's been beat up a little bit. Okay, But two, does he really not want to be used the way he's been used, or is that simply about the money?
6: To me, the way he was used is the reason he was a first-team All-Pro. Agreed. That, that, that's why if they use you strictly as a receiver, you're not going to be a first-team All-Pro. You you can do things that other receivers cannot do. And so, yeah, it may shorten your career. And if it does, you're going to walk away with a $100 million. Shit, short, excuse my language. Shorten my career. $400 million. What? I go play offensive line. It mean, guys got to understand that when you're in it, Doug, when you're in it, you don't realize the stuff you take for granted and the things you should just ignore and the things that really matter. He is a first-team all-pro because Shanahan put a package together that really made him shine. Not many coaches can do that or would do that. And and so if I'm Debo, give me what A.J. Brown has in that market a little bit more because I'm signing after him, and we got a deal, a negotiation. Both parties should feel like they gave a little. Both parties should also feel like, ah, I could have got a little more or I could have paid a little less. That's a negotiation. Both parties walk away satisfied but feeling like, ah, I could have done better at this part.
2: Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Cowherd suggested Baker to the Saints. I could be wrong, but like and I know uh they somebody pointed out James has got a little bit of a limp. Like, look, dude, he's coming off an ACL. Sometimes you limp. That doesn't mean he ain't gonna be able to play. I mean, how, how did that, how would that even work?
6: I'm gonna tell you why I don't think that works. Um I don't think it's possible because Jarvis Landry is now in New Orleans. And I don't believe Jarvis Landry would say it publicly, but I don't think he's a fan of Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. And so it would be he would probably be like, oh, my God, here we go again. I think I'm leaving him now. I'm back with him. It's more of the same. The locker room and people – that play for Jameis, they enjoy him. They like him as a quarterback. And I don't know Baker. I think Baker can play. Honestly, um, his personality might be a bit much, but I I don't think he's a bad quarterback. But I, I just don't see with Jarvis Landry, Mike Thomas, um, I just don't I don't see that as being a fit. Yeah. Because if they go speak with Jarvis, what is he going to say? Uh considering not one player when they were going through everything they were going through in Cleveland, came out and said, "Man, Baker ain't what y'all talking about." They, they nobody put that out there on social media. No one. That's rare. That doesn't happen. That somebody, one person, would at least come to your defense. It never happened in the era of social media. That's rare.
2: Why do you think that is?
6: Some people within that locker room just doesn't. They don't like the way Baker carries himself. That's all I can think of. If I was on a team and somebody was talking about a teammate of mine and we got along, I would defend him publicly whether I agreed with the criticism or not. I would just defend him because I think that's the right thing to do. Because once one teammate defends him, you might have have a couple more come out. And then it ends the narrative of, oh, he's not – Doug, not one – Cleveland Brown came out and said, "You guys are wrong about Baker Mayfield." I believe that's why going to the Saints with Jarvis Landry there, it's a no go.
2: Yeah, I, I i tend to I tend to agree with you. Aaron Donald said uh, he'd be fine walking away. Be fine walking away. I don't buy that for one second. And then he did the. It's not about money, but this is a, this is a business. Which I, I don't. I don't know. What 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 do you do if you're the Rams? You got Aaron Donald. It's always about money. Um,
6: Aaron Donald is too good to retire. Aaron Donald uh, will not be retiring. I don't see that happening. He he just wants to be rewarded for his play, rightfully so. And I've said this. If he's playing like trash, Doug, they're telling him to take a pay cut. Uh, They cut Ty Gurley because he couldn't give them the production they expected. So when you're outperforming, your contract. Give them a new deal. They did it with Cooper Cup. Why can't you do it? If Aaron Donald's not on that defensive line against the Bengals, game's over. Bengals wins the Super Bowl.
2: No, no, no question. But there's also the there's a, there's a limit to what you're going to pay anybody because you have you know you got all those mouths to feed.
6: Yeah, it, there is a limit, but it can't be a limit when it comes to your best defensive player. There's a limit, but when he's your best defensive player. I mean, didn't they just uh, redo Matthew Stafford?
5: Uh, yeah, they did. they did. They yeah. did.
6: They did. And so redo mine. And that that's all Aaron Donald is saying is you'll never come out and say, oh, I'm the reason. But he is a big – and I'm talking – we're talking puzzles. He's a big piece of that puzzle. And so he won. Don't, don't tell me you value me in the world of sports. You can't tell me. You show me. And you show me by – the zeros on that contract, I, I believe something will get done, but he's just too good to retire at this point in time. He's putting pressure on them. They feel it. They hear it. Um, they'll get something done.
2: It's Doug Gottlieb's show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, TJ Hushmanzada is our guest. Um, these rookie wide receivers, who's going to have the greatest impact year
6: one? Wow. Obviously, when I'm asked this question, Doug, I'm biased. I'm biased because I I work with them, but I'll I'll be honest and say uh, the guys that can get opportunity to play early, um, you you look at Drake London, you look at Garrett Wilson. Olave is going to have guys he can learn from. I like George Pickens in Pittsburgh if they can figure out that quarterback position. But it all boils down to can you stay healthy? You talk Drake London. Will Mariota be able to get him the ball? They're going to be run-heavy play action. With him and Kyle Pitts, he's going to get his targets. Can he stay healthy? Can they give him catchable balls? And with and so it boils down to who's your quarterback and how many targets are you going to get? When you're drafting the top 12, 13 in receiver, you're going to get plenty of targets. So the easy answer would be a Drake London uh Garrett Wilson. The guys picked in the second round, George Pickens, but then will it be Kenny Pickett? Will it be Trubisky? Christian Watson. Ah, Aaron Rodgers out there. They're not developing any chemistry. And so you you just you don't know. Sky Moore in Kansas City the second round pick the kid can play. I I actually like that dude. And so will he get the targets with Juju, Miko Hartman, Travis Kelsey. But if I'm a bad man, I'm going with uh Drake London or Garrett Wilson.
2: It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of T.J. Hushmanzada. We covered a lot of ground, right? We went from Lakers. Uh, oh, who are you like in the finals? Oh man, you know what's funny, Doug. This is really weird,
6: man. I got to. I'm a Laker fan, as you know. Yep. Dude, it's so weird, man. My son loved the Celtics and Jason Tatum. It's annoying to me. I'm like, I try to like force him to be a Laker fan. He refused. This boy, eight years old. Refue had to buy him a Celtics hat. I'm like, I don't even want this in my house. <laughs> had to buy him a Tatum jersey. I don't get it. But with that being said, we are gonna be arguing this week. I was going for the Celtics against Boston. I mean, against Miami, just because of my son. But I believe Golden State gonna win. So either one, he gonna be talking trash to me. or I'm gonna be talking trash to him. So I'm taking the Warriors in a seven game series, four to three. Awesome stuff, TJ. You're the best. Talk soon. Take care, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
5: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up on Game. What is Up on Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler TJ Hushmanzada and Super Bowl
3: champion. Yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real life experiences
5: loaded with teachable moments listen to up on game with me lavar Arrington,
1: tj hushmanzada and plexico burris on the iheart radio app
0: apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming
2: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to Tireac.com. Sports to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's Tireac.com. Sports, the way tire buying should be. Julian Edlow joins us, NBA analyst for uh, DraftKings. Uh, By the way, DraftKings has their series odds out. Warriors are favorites in the series, minus 150 Celtics, plus 130. Game one, Warriors are a a three-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is uh, uh, 212-and-a-half. This is the twenty. fourth uh, playoff series in which the Warriors have been favored the longest streak by any team in the past 35 seasons they've been favored in all 24 playoff series under Steve Kerr including this this series and Steve Kerr of course only has two series losses in his tenure with the Golden State Warriors Julian um, uh, let's start with the the Heat losing are you of the thought that the Heat have to add another score if they actually want to win a championship
7: It certainly looked that way in the last series, right? Uh, Jimmy Butler did absolutely everything he possibly could in game six and seven. And although the seven came down to the wire and he had a shot to be a hero, uh, they split those games. And, uh, you know, he notably after the knee injury, and he missed that, that half in Boston in game three when the Celtics came back, the Heat almost gave it up in that half. And then they go on to lose games four and five when Butler was dinged up, scored a combined, I think it was 19 points in 67 minutes, shot seven of 32 from the field. Those two games following when he missed the half with the knee. So if he's not right, the heat are are pretty close to nothing. And even when he was right, it wasn't quite enough to get him over the hump. Um, Including that year they lost to the Lakers in the finals in the bubble. So, Bam is great. Hero's an awesome six-man. Um, you know, Lowry's a dog. But it does feel like they need that other guy, that Jalen Brown-Jason Tatum type, type of combo to go with Jimmy Butler if they're going to get over the hump.
2: What do the Mavericks need to go with, Luca?
7: <laughs> the Mavericks need they need something. Like, Brunson and Dinwiddie are great. Credit to them for, like, what a combination what a what a formula they have to be able to like move away from poor zingis and get a six-man like dinwiddie and get better like they they have really impressive role pieces around luca and they might be losing uh brunson because obviously he's about to get paid we'll see where that is but they they need less of a secondary piece i would say like then than miami needs um they need somebody that can play without the ball but score. Maybe that, so like the first guy coming to my mind probably cuz he's in the series, a Clay Thompson. We know Clay Thompson can drop 40 points on like 10 dribbles. Get a guy like that that can play with Luka.
2: Stu Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, let's um let, let let's go to the to the Celtics. What do you think changed? They're one game below 500 January 21st and suddenly now they're in the NBA finals. And it's not like they were bad all the way up into the playoffs and then good in the playoffs. They started to get good. Obviously, dusted off the Nets, and then uh, they, they were they were fortunate with Middleton being able to beat the Bucks in a game seven, game six on the road. Now win a game seven on the road. What changed about this team?
7: Yeah, I, I honestly think, and it was a point that a lot of people, you know, looked at once this turnaround started to happen. They lost that game in New York, up big to the Knicks. Knicks come all the way back. R.J. Barrett banks a three at the buzzer, and um, the Knicks win. Celtics go on that ridiculous pair. They're the best team in the NBA since then. Right around that time with the Knicks loss is when Marcus Smart post game was basically calling out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for not passing enough. Um, and we kind of had never known exactly what happened in the locker room and what happened around the team from that incident until now. Ime Odoka actually came out prior to the finals. I don't know if it was today or yesterday to reporters when asked about that kind of turning point and said, yeah, you know that, those were things that I, meaning Yudoka, was saying to the team behind doors, but Marcus Smart came out and said it publicly. So it, it didn't necessarily apply to that game. Udoka said that Smart was horrible himself in that game and that he needed to take ownership for, for that and uh, that Brown and Tatum would take ownership for their part. And they kind of had a team meeting, it sounds like, and came to a mutual agreement, like, hey, we're all going to call upon ourselves to be better. And that was kind of the point when Marcus Smart became the point guard of the Celtics and became more of a distributor, which helped spark this run. And you get rid of Schroeder and put more more trust in Smart. Whatever that meeting was for Smart publicly calling out Tatum and Brown, that made the team sit down. That made them kind of approach this differently. And I think that's absolutely why the Boston Celtics are where, at, are where they are right now.
2: All right, let's get to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, it feels like... Draymond can say KD was great, uh, but Steph was double time seven times. Said double team seven times, too many times. Like, are are, are we real? Are people really trying to say that Steph Curry's better than Kevin Durant?
7: I don't think so. I think it's just uh, the combination of talent on that team is like pretty much unmatched. You took that seventy three win team. Yes, they came up short in Game Seven to the Cavs in the finals. So you know. It, doesn't mean as much if you don't win it that season, but we know what that Warriors team was. And just plop Durant into the mix. Like, you got, you know, Durant's probably one of the two best players with LeBron at the time. Curry's the third, fourth, fifth best player in the NBA, and you have the rest of that core around him. I think there's just so much talent there that it doesn't – there's no real way to look at it. Like, if Curry's not there, they're not quite as good. If Durant's not there, they're not quite as good. But they had all that talent. It would have been embarrassing to lose to anyone and they didn't during that time until they got completely run down and Durant got hurt and then Clay Thompson got hurt and you know it, it, it was over. But I don't I have like I don't really have many takes on that team because they were yeah. just so good. If they were at full strength, like what do you think they're gonna do? They're not gonna lose. And if you start taking top five players out of the mix, then yeah, they start to become worse. So yeah. <laughs> Durant was the better player and that's why he got the two finals MVPs.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's 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 completely and utterly fair. What do you think of the matchup?
7: I think the matchup is extremely intriguing because it's, you know, this young team that's been knocking at the door in the East and they finally get through and Tatum kind of becomes that guy. They match up very well with Golden State. We know, you know, we've seen the numbers, whatever it is. I think it's 9-7 and seven the Celtics are since Kerr took over. That's the only team to have a winning record against the Warriors since Steve Kerr became the coach. So they play them well. They match up well. They have the extra size with Horford, Rob Williams, if he's healthy. And then Golden State just has all that experience with their core, and they've been in this spot. And it means a lot to them to show that they can get back to this point and win it without Durant after, you know, the two the two down years. So the matchup is incredibly intriguing. X's and O's-wise, I think it leans to the Celtics a little bit. Experience-wise and, uh, you know, with Curry and Thompson shooting-wise, I, I think it leans a little bit. To the Warriors, I think it's amazing. Also, the betting angles on this series, like it's like the the nerds versus the books, or whatever you want to call it, because analytics sites will tell you that the Celtics should be like heavily favored in this series, whereas sportsbook obviously laying out DraftKings, We're laying out Warriors minus one fifty. There, it's pretty interesting how like high some types of analytics going like over eighty percent chance the Celtics win the series. Which I don't see. Like it is, I think it is more of a coin flip series, which is why I like the Celtics as underdogs because you get in that plus money. But um, there's just so many takes on this series, and I think it's just an extremely close and well balanced well balanced matchup.
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I also think you know, and this is not something analytics takes in. I think fatigue, at least in this Thursday game, it has to play a part considering how many games how many games the Celtics have played.
7: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. So, I, like, one of the bets that I put out in my Best Bets article on, on DK Playbook, I'm, I'm on the Celtics' first half in this game because I think they're going to come out and, you know, be ready for this game. And I point to the Celtics played 12 games in 23 days, but that Game 7 turnaround from Milwaukee to uh, to Miami in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals, they lost that game. That was the 22-2 to run in the third quarter by the Heat. But the Celtics were up – eight at halftime of that game without Marcus Smart or Al Horford. They came ready to play. Now they have twice as much time to get ready for this game. This is the most time the Celtics had off since between games two and three against the Bucs. A full week off for the Warriors. I I think that the Celtics come out ready to play. Now, like you said, the fatigue, if it comes into play, I think it comes into play in the second half, and they might start to fall apart a little bit. Maybe you come back on a live line and look at the Warriors' third quarter. That seems to be their quarter. But I think the Celtics come out to – you know, prove a point in the first half, and we'll we'll see where the game goes from there. Should be awesome. Should be
2: awesome. Uh, okay, so your pick is you're you're taking the Celtics because they're the dog.
7: I'm taking the Celtics because they're the dog. I'm taking the Celtics because the matchup. If I'm if I you know just kind of clear my mind and take the Warriors' experience out of it, because you can't necessarily put a betting value on experience. The the, the numbers tell you to take the Celtics. Um, because of their defense and because of their balance, a lot of things that the Warriors do really well too. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very close series. The value that was available on the Celtics in like January and February is really where you wanted to get in, and I'm I'm fortunate enough to have some of that value. But yeah, you know, you got to pick the series now. And I think if you're if you're you know you're sitting there with mm-hmm. no tickets and you want to bet the NBA Finals, I I do believe that the Celtics are going to wind up being the side.
2: Julian Edlow, check him out uh, on social media. He works for DraftKings. He's an NBA analyst. He does an outstanding, outstanding job. Julian, enjoy the series. Let's talk in
7: very, very soon. Thanks for being our guest. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me.
2: At Bed
1: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem
2: and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: What's up,
5: everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host